This is the second try <coughs> Jesus. This is the second try of the day to do this. Uh, wasn't able to draw any particularly interesting album, not interesting, but uh, the albums that were draw last time that I tried, uh, they, they didn't have much air to them, or maybe my my efforts were subpar. So I put them back on the list, and I'll see when I get to them. But both albums that I really liked, I'm not gonna review them. Uh, review in the sense of rev revelation, right? Because that would defeat the purpose, right? You you would never know which ones, which albums I I try to speak about it, and I ended up not getting a full episode out of it. It just depends, you know. Usually, when I'm out of things to say by the eighth minute or tenth minute, you know, um, it's pretty much a piece of crap of an episode. So, but here I am. I'm trying it again. Um, finish some some stuff that I had to finish uh, a project, and yep. Let's spend thirty minutes. People from from um, a friend of mine is getting married today. Uh, a friend of mine that I that I grew up with. So I probably should speak a little bit about that. He understands English, so we kind of grew up kind of sharing the same shows and all that. So we we pretty much learn English the same way. Um. Of course, that he didn't leave anywhere, you know. So I'm not sure how good his speaking is, you know. That it tends to be not very good. <coughs> no, you know, maybe I don't have the capacity, uh, or maybe the immersion. Right? I'm saying that you know, my my speaking wasn't good, and I, you can probably debate it. Still isn't, you know. But um, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, for someone with a podcast, you know, there's there's something there. So yeah, I'm highly caffeinated now. I will be drawing the number, see what we get, and yeah, both of those albums were. I have one now. Oh, this is awesome. This is actually incredible. <laughs> Because not only I did speak about this album yesterday in comparison with the Murder Capital, it's an album that's always, I mean, lovely to be speaking about. It's lovely to be speaking about this album. So jackpot, you know, you can say. Uh, we have it here, Interpol, Turn on the Bright Lights. Um, an album from 2002, I believe that's their first full length. I do think that they have a EP with some material from this album, and obviously, you know, they they build upon that EP because I believe it's just a few years, um, a few years from from this one. Um, really classic and keeping like there is a very beautiful theme of post-punk in here right like all things that are sort of related to post-punk 
uh, with Nick Cave, Murder Capital, and then, you know, uh, Interpol. Uh, so what can be said about this album? First, the location. The location is New York City, more specifically Brooklyn, I believe, that they were, that they started a birthplace of, you know, many, 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 many bands um, from that era. You can, you can trace TV on, TV on the radio is from that era and that location, a Brooklyn band, uh, very, very highly influential alternative electronic experimental sort of thing. Uh, you have Grizzly Bear, also very influential, very experimental folk side of things, freak folk, animal collective. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, and as years progressed, it became, you know, even more of a of a very fertile ground for for all sorts of alternative rock, and alternative pop, and alternative pop, uh, pop, alternative folk in America. So you have. Obviously, you have um, New York City as the backdrop of everything here. Um, so, if you know anything about New York, which I kind of do by proximity with media that I consume, kind of know what's the what's what's it about. Uh, and I do believe that Sydney has some similarities to it as well, especially on the coldness sort of everybody keeping keeping it to themselves sort of business, you know, that you, that you see sometimes. I think Sydney is a more humane uh, city in comparison. Um, it's a more... B the, the it has, apparently has a, l a lot more soul than probably New York has, because it seems like it's a, it's a city... It's a very resilient city, right? So it's beaten to the pulp, and eventually people just get you know, not faced by anything whatsoever. So you grab that location, you grab that. Uh, I'm not sure where they're from originally or if they are from New York, if Paul Banks is from New York. I, I, I actually remember, <laughs> if you listen to the last episode, you're going to know that I forgot his name. It's, na it's not Paul Williams, it's Paul Banks. So, yeah. Origin, 97, New York, Manhattan. So pretty much a center of the whole fucking thing there, right? Uh, originally signed by Matador, which is a very influential um, record company as well. A lot of um, Boy Genius, it's signed, uh, or at least at some point it was. And I... I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if Phoebe Bridgers also so it, you you have the lineage there right with New York rock and roll and with New York the feeling of New York and that sort of feeling if you understand what I'm talking about that sort of at the same time uh, two things happen right it's a very deep contemplation of the meaning of life and also the biggest and 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 most corrosive nihilism, <laughs> right? Uh, it's sort of like turn on the bright lights. Sort of navigates bet between those two elements of reality. You can say. 
he navigates the 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 isolated taxi driver you know the movie in that in that case not the profession so the isolated the isolated new yorkian and also the the deepest deepest that that a soul can be right with some contemplations and say hello to the angels you know so it it has the the album has a similar feel to if i'm going to compare with movies right there's a movie called wings of desire by win wenders is a classic you can see bruno guns which is the guy that played hitler on on the fall or the downfall which is the movie about the, the the downfall of of hitler's bunker during the 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 american invasion in world war ii uh, you can see him on a on a younger role so very very good actor and all that so essentially i don't remember exactly the plot of the movie but it involves sort of like loneliness in the city and seeing those figures and seeing those elements of elevated reality right such as angels in the backdrop of aggression indifference loneliness and like what new york has to offer you know as a city and as a feeling as well so in comparison with the other bands and albums that brooklyn brought forward um, during that time during the early early 2000s uh, you can say that interpol is a more brooding they're gonna play actually they're gonna play with block party in in november or december actually which is you know a shame that i won't be able to go because no concerts for me anymore you know uh, as far as i can see regarding money so it's a more brooding it's a more it's a more it 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 does whatever murder capital did on the on the last album that i that i talked about but with character so one thing that i alluded to during that review during that episode was that if you can compare them both and it's obvious that interpol it's a landmark in terms of post-punk like at least modern post-punk you know because it, it, it was already 20 20 years of influence uh with joy division and being the main thing right uh, as the influence so new bands brought brought over a different sound so you can you can notice a more it's it's a different energy although very also although very bass heavy and although very baritone in in the vocalist voice uh, those similarities are there uh, between joy division and Interpol, but um, it, it does so with more character with this album so it, it's it's pretty much um like a movie about a isol an iso isolated man in new york and he finds some sort of meaning through sex and through um, tragedy, maybe, 
but mainly sex, because sex is a, or at least the compo the compulsion regarding sex, right? It's a big character on this album as well. And turn on the bright lights, you know. You can probably say it's something about revealing a shame. My right? subway is a porno, you know. It it sort of it it revolves around that sort of sense of perversion that the city can bring to you sometimes, right? And um, you can probably say inequality or it's people on the edge, essentially. And so you, you we are establishing here like three, f three probably uh, fronts to look at this record. I will probably say listen to it and then listen to this. I, I think that's a better that's a better approach to things. That's my approach when I when I have access to something that I see being reviewed. I I usually tend to listen to that or see that and then look at the commentary unless I'm, I'm not interested in the product in and of itself but you have the city as a backdrop you have the long lonely character right you have the lonely the lonely perverted man as a backdrop as well or at least as the main character I allude to Taxi Driver, I, and I mentioned Taxi Driver a lot. Not only is one of my favorite movies, if not the favorite, I need to rewatch it actually. Um, but it, it kind of defines that feeling, right? It, it's the it's the f feeling of being New Yorkian that was captured inside that movie. And you know, I was actually listening to Scorsese talking about it, right? It's uh, it's uh, all it's all about shame and it's about perversion as well and it's about a feeling of inadequacy, so all of those things they they tend to tap into the urban spirit right to the city sort of life, you know, devoided of color almost right, and musky and smelly you know, um, is that album kind of taps into the this album right. Uh, it kind of taps into that sort of type of character too. The lone gunsman, right? Sort of thing. This is recording. And you also have all the backdrop with the influences and with the hereditary stuff that Brooklyn up until that point gave like the culture inside that suburb, inside that burr suburb, right? Which New York has been one of the birthplaces of rock and roll, and uh, not rock and roll, uh, punk, punk rock. It's understandable that the more glam side of things morphed in New York, right? The more glam sort of thing morphed into punk and then kind of went back and morphed into glam as well with the with the hair metal that awful face of metal and all that and then you had grunge as okay so let's turn everything dark again in a way and you have efforts of post-punk also being done uh, in the era as well the 90s right you have some 
some post-punk ideas, but already the makeup was different. And when you have the the much-needed revival of the early 2000s, you had Interpol there as one of the bands that carried that flag of post-punk. But eventually that would become The National, and eventually that would become Brutal Mortar, Murder Capital, Shame, Fountains of the Sea. So that's a more sort of revival from the mid-2010s. You know, you, you have always revivals and peaks, drops, revivals, peaks, drops, revivals. That's sort of the, 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 the tune that music plays to, no, no pun intended. So I, I was listening to one particular podcast where I read the lyrics about a particular album and I do think that that can be beneficial to some extent. Let's see. So, and and the subtext is here. It's always very nasty and it's always very, like, it's, although it's um it's a likable record it doesn't it doesn't play their hand very 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 often it's it's sort of like you you can still see the part of the guy that's writing this um it's it's um you can st still see his real feelings about right F for example the new uh or the new no it's uh maybe another song Let's start with with untitled. Jesus, it's a nightmare to look at things eh? when it's called untitled. Let's see if I have any any information about. Let let let's see if something can be. So very short song, right? Uh, genius, genius says that a song depicting. You come around and surprise the lover by becoming a better person when things aren't going well. Okay, so again, here on the first track, you have a sense of also desolation and a sense of incompetence and a sense of um, surprise sometimes will come around, surprise sometimes will come around, or surprises sometimes I'll come around. So uh, it's, it's sort of a longing idea too, which the city can bring a lot of that longing to you, right? I'll, I'll I'll be better. I'll be. Of course, that's a natural human in human instinct to to try to be better and and try to not have that that phases you phase you anymore. But essentially, what it comes yeah, the image that he's that he's using is a surprise and to come around. So you you actually um, leaving the person and then you come around, you know, not necessarily for them, but um, you come around when you're down, right? So that he closes the, he closes the track with that. So again, nastiness, right? Nastiness appears right on the first track. So he will come around when the other person is down. So it's, it's not to lift both persons and be happy as, so there, there is no, um, necessarily um, well put together vision about what that surprise means so it's just a sense of revenge 
so it's a betterment for the impression of revenge so let's just uh, obstacle one is a it's a favorite of mine i really like that song um i wish i could eat the salt off of your faded of your lost faded lips again nastiness just out there you know like in your face nastiness you're eating the salt of someone lost faded lips so you can imagine that someone that's dead already so uh, the sense of poetry and the and the image they are the he's evoking in here it's a very strong one also both in the sense of the nastiness of everything that i'm just thinking about but spoke about on the last track because this is obstacle one that's the second track on the album so and it starts with like i'm gonna consume you even after you're dead i'm gonna be so nastiness and perversion there is no there is no uplifting like plan regarding what he what he wants although um maybe his his idea is to be happier i'm not really sure if that can be read uh, into it so it's in the way that she posed also nastiness right also sexual imagery uh okay so the song is inspired by the suicide of a model so paul talks about what things attracted him about her like the elegance and the way that she posed and the different things that inspire him okay this is very shit annotation um whatever it's inspired by a model it's inspired by 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 romantic um romantic ideation right um it's in the way that she posed you can you can probably say that sexual in nature it's in the things that she puts in my head also sexual in nature also you know the way that you interpret things is the way that you interpret things but it's it's a this album has a very very interesting uh, way of being subservient towards women and try to humiliate and try to be possessive as a response to their feeling a sub subservienty so what happens here what happens in turn of the bright lights is the guy is completely taken off by whatever feeling he feels regarding the opposite sex right uh he's totally he's totally belittled by that as well so in response to that belittlement which is something that's inside his head essentially and you can see signs of that understanding um in in the lyrics like it's she, she puts in she puts the weights into my little heart so it's it's again the belittling also kind of makes sense on that on that context as well coincidentally right my little heart so and he responds to that belittling uh he, he responds to that feeling of uh, being less than them by aggression and by sexual and re responding to s sexual impulses in the nastiest way possible 
without crossing any sort of visible boundaries about what they mean, but I mean those boundaries are there, right? By definition. So apparently it's about a model that you know got stabbed or whatever. That doesn't really matter in the slightest. So you can you can see that happening in here in, in, in the lyrical content of the album. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, uh, this is fun. I'm gonna do another one. So she says it helps with the lights out. Again, imagery of sex, imagery of you know, imagery of having that as a having that as a means to spiritual conclusions about life. So true sex, you're gonna have enlightenment. Maybe I'm not sure if that's what what he's going to, but at least taps into that sentiment quite a lot because uh, all, both of those personas that he develops, both the persona that belittles himself uh, in regards to women and the sexual response, they are both personas. They are both fake ideas about what a man should be. You know, so I I think that he kind of exposed that that sort of idea with his lyrics so her rabbit glow is like braille to the night also the the physical sensation the the you know I, the synesthesia of like whatever you know sex can bring you and 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 the power of the touch of whatever you can you can say she swears i'm a slave to the details but if your life is such a big joke why should i care plays into that theme of like being nihilistic, right? Which I mentioned before. Um, let's see if there is anything. Uh, she says brief things. Her l love's a pony. My love's subliminal. So that's also a very, very powerful and potent uh, part of the song. It's part of the outro. I really love that, that particular section. Uh, the way that it's delivered, and the national did a sort sort of similar thing on a on a recent track. Um, Matt Berninger sort of mumbles more than usual on a track called "Space Invader," which has a very very long, probably three f three or four minutes outro, which they go to town, right? As the national should go to town, um, and it's a sort of like repetition. And the way that he does, you know, that he, and he does that <laughs> to a crazy extent on that track. But the instrumentals are powerful enough that it keeps the track afloat, you know, because the national can be quite sleepy sometimes, especially especially um, easy to um, easy to find. It's f terrible album, um, in my opinion. Um, it might have some good cuts in there, but anyway, um, the the connection with uh, the national is the, the actual producer Peter Caddis. It's the producer of Alligator and Boxer, and he was the main main responsible. Uh, he was the the person that was main responsible for um, tailoring the sound of Interpol in this album. So, okay the outro right i'll bring you when my lifeboat sails through the night that is supposing that you don't sleep tonight it's like learning a new language 
helps me catch up on my mind if you don't bring up those lonely parts this could be a good time again um rejection all, all of those themes are there right Redec rejection um suppressing of emotion um darkness as well hard hard to pinpoint exactly what does that mean but it, it does work as very powerful images uh, it's like learning a new language helps me catch up on my mind it's a very interesting sort of tongue-in-cheek uh, lyric there very very interesting very very evocative um, composer Paul forgot his name again Paul what Paul Banks and with the outro you said he says she says brief things her loves a pony so within the protagonist's perspective um, her love it's a very small thing which was represented by the pony because the pony is a small horse right so it's a very elusive presence so usually when you get rejected I'm a sp I'm a I'm a rejection PhD, right? I know a lot. <laughs> I know a lot about that. Um, you have the feeling that the person didn't say all that it could be said because you have a fake sense of importance of whatever that person, whatever the meaning of that person is on on your life, right? So it always feels lacking, and it feels like the way that she sees you is small so even though it might have been some some sort of involvement between them two here because according to the descriptions it, it does seems that she has some sort of input you know the, she, 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 I'm, I'm reading i'm reading i'm sorry um she has some sort of input into his presence but she left right she said and the author represents that leaving the motion of leaving she says brief things loves the pony um like the um, the impression that the person that you cared about or the person that you put some thought like some romantic thought forward or explicitly or inside you uh, she's just a shred of because you don't have the full fantasy right so it whatever the person is is just a rag so it's a brief thing a rag you know it's all it's not like a full tea towel it's just a it's just a sliver of what a person could be in on your life and a pony obviously is a small horse so yeah her love is a pony you know does that make sense and his love is subliminal so uh, either he never revealed totally what this what his love is so that's why it's subliminal so that's why he doesn't live in the objective reality of things or he had to die because there is no so it you can understand sort of like the themes of it right and i'm really liking i think that 30 minutes it's fine for this I would strongly suggest that you that you look look this album out because you can you can kind of you can kind of um, ignore 
like the lyrical content for the most part or you can just be um you can just be a receiver of it right you don't necessarily need to to play a part on the on the nastiness of it although it's a quite nasty record uh it's interesting that it's an exploration of those feelings is not necessarily a celebration of those feelings right which good art usually when tackles those sort of ideas it's much more interesting to do that with a humane um with a human human lens right not a judgment lens although the judgment's there for a reason too you can mainly appreciate the danceability and like how interesting they made the the post-punk the staple sound of post-punk uh come true on this record really interesting to see like how subdued the performances are how how cool the performances are um he does get off you know he, he he does go to town as a vocalist sometimes but it's pretty much like very very somber sort of delivery from paul banks um he has like sort of a centered quality you know it's not like out there post-punk has that ability for the most part of delivering very to the point dry sort of sort of uh, a vocal delivery to its detriment to some extent and the bands that play around with that sort of delivery they ended up being like highlights of of, of the genre right like proto martyr martyr and the national to some extent or the worn sonic side so you can really enjoy the 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 instrumentals you can really enjoy the the production quality and the twists and turns and 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 how interesting this album is i think it's on uh, any list of 2010s encompassing like 2000 to 2010 this album will probably be up there with you know the yeah 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 the boot strokes the boot Arctic monkeys franz ferdinand it's it's on the pantheon of of stuff queens of the stone age you know you can really one of the highlights of the decade i'm really happy that we have the we we had the synergy here to speak about this record and that's it and that's it Enough is enough. Bye.